As Omicron fades, paper and cloth masks are fading away as well as the dubious symbol of the pandemic. But were masks and the at times violent pressure to conform by wearing them ever as much a symbol of healthcare as politics? Hi, I'm Dane Hicks. We'll take a closer look at the rise and fall of masks on this episode of Five Minutes in Kansas. With the shattering news that the high priests at the CDC have now ordained that cloth masks did little to stop the transmission of COVID, the monumental question hatches like a case of mask-induced clinical respiratory illness. What on earth will local governments and school districts do now to convince you to follow their rules so they can take care of you out of their abundance of caution? The change poorly conceals an indictment of the government's reaction to COVID, of course. It also indicates a shift in Biden administration policy aimed at looking friendlier to moderate voters prior to the 2022 midterms. Just like Kansas Governor Laura Kelly's aversion to Biden's ill-fated vaccine mandate last December. The CDC's admission isn't the only news that's better for the public, however. There's data from Johns Hopkins researchers that uh, suggests government-forced lockdowns early on in the pandemic did more overall physical, psychological, social, and economic harm than they saved actual lives. There's also the now-confirmed fact that while they no doubt still saved lives in deflecting the worst of symptoms from the most vulnerable, the celebrated vaccines themselves didn't perform as advertised in preventing infection and transmission. In fact, a separate Johns Hopkins study of unvaccinated people with first-round natural immunity shows they were 50% more likely to fight off reinfection from Delta or Omicron, higher than people who were vaccinated. The study shows natural immunity was three to five times more effective in stopping reinfection than vaccines, and that natural immunity appeared to last nearly two years after infection. That all sounds like good news, and for the population in general, it certainly is. The problem arises, however, in convincing government, particularly local school boards, that there is merit in these realities and that they should base their decisions on those facts instead of bureaucratic groupthink. Soon, as it was clear in the early months of the pandemic that kids were at little risk of serious infection from COVID, mask mandates in schools should have been rescinded immediately. Not only was the data conclusive that most kids were at almost no risk at all, the facts of cloth masks' ineffectiveness were known early on as well. Medical professionals have always known cloth and paper masks were effectively worthless against an airborne virus. They're designed to keep droplets from flying out of the wearer's mouth. The gaps on the sides of those masks and the fact they're so uncomfortable many people wore them under their noses told the story pretty well. Tighter-fitting, higher-filtration masks were better but in less supply and most justifiably should have been reserved for healthcare workers treating COVID patients. There are documented health risks to extended-term cloth mask wearers that were known long before COVID. A 2015 study reported by the National Institutes of Health 
proved that cloth mask wearers were at higher risk for clinical respiratory infections called CRI and influenza-like infections called ILI than non-wearers. But facts were among the earliest casualties of the COVID pandemic as far as the public arena and flaming social media virtue signaling were concerned. Public health officials who knew better were reduced to quaking political animals terrified at being canceled by the mob and losing their jobs. Even Dr. Anthony Fauci changed his tune on masks after noting publicly in February 2020 that they were basically useless against airborne infections. Those who called out the fallacies of masks were shouted down and berated as selfish and sensitive grandma killers. Government officials like Governor Laura Kelly recognize no need for any limits whatsoever to overreaching scientifically pointless mass mandates and shutdowns as long as they could convince a nervous populace that our elected and appointed leaders knew what they were doing. Well, it's clear now they didn't know what they were doing, or perhaps that they lacked the courage to stand up against the cancel mob and take us down a path that was illuminated by actual facts. It was and is so much easier for the rule-following class to believe that rules will make us safe. And if that doesn't work, the obvious solution is that we just need more rules. As infections and the celebrated case counts of Omicron plummet, and with facts about cloth masks finally discussable in public, counties, restaurants, businesses, and school districts that cling to the paranoid hypochondria of forced masking will be shown either author or authoritarian and archaic, or both. The American public, particularly school children, deserve better. I'm Dane Hicks. This has been Five Minutes in Kansas. Five Minutes in Kansas is a production of the GPI Global Network, Garnett Publishing Incorporated, all rights reserved. Comments, criticisms, and $100 bills can be sent to us via email at gpiglobal at gmail.com or mailed to GPI Global, P.O. Box 409, Garnett, Kansas 66032.